The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time to talk to Porrick Horgan, he of the Horgan Garden Centre family. He'll be answering your questions if you want to WhatsApp them to us. You can on 0871400106. Porrick, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Um, the weather, oh, um, autumn well and truly in play and uh, stormy weather. I don't know whether it's like that with you, with Babette. It sure is, Pat. It's wet and windy here in the west of Ireland. But we've had a few very, very nice pet days over the last uh, last week and, and the Monday and Tuesday have been absolutely lovely here. And still a busy time in the garden, Pat, with Halloween just around the corner and Christmas looming. It's time to change over now from the summer flowering plants, the bedding plants. So change your window boxes and your patio planters to autumn and winter and spring flowering plants. So if you do get a a bit of dry weather, start planting up the lovely winter flowering cyclamen, winter heathers, the winter pansies, violas. And of course, the spring bulbs can still be planted at this time of year to give you colour at Christmas and right through into the spring of next year. So it's still a very, very busy time. We're also at the stage of planting up bulbs for indoors. So the beautiful scented hyacinths, which are are fantastic at Christmas time. They should be potted up now. It's a job you can actually do in, indoors at the moment. The paper whites, which are beautiful as well, and the lovely amaryllis, which are fabulous, that produce these big trumpet, beautiful blooms from a bulb. If you plant them now, they'll be again flowering for Christmas. So it's busy, still a busy time, Pat. Lots to do still in the garden. Lots to do. And so many questions coming in for you, Porik. Uh, when is the best time to prune a Japanese acer? It's about six years old and it's never been pruned back. Okay. Well, Japanese maples, by their nature, are slow-growing patch. They tend to only put on six to maybe eight inches per year and require kind of minimal pruning. So really look, wait until November. So wait till the trees completely are defoliated. All the leaves have fallen off. You can see the tree better then for pruning. Remove any dead wood. If there's any dead wood or badly placed branches, if they're rubbing off one another or particularly badly placed. And apart from that, a little bit of light pruning taken maybe no more than a foot off the top of the tree. If you need to do some heavier pruning, you can certainly do that. And maples respond brilliantly to being cut back. So don't be afraid to to trim them back if needs be. But, you know, don't be overzealous with them either because they are relatively slow growing. I want to move a hydrangea. Can I move it now? Too early yet for deciduous plants, past those that drop their leaves like hydrangeas and fuchsias, we wait until the middle of November. So wait until the leaves go completely off the hydrangea plant. So around the middle of November and simply dig it up and transplant it. The key thing when transplanting any plant is to make sure that you plant it at the same level that you removed it. So don't be tempted to put it down an extra five or six inches. Keep it at the same level, put down some garden compost. So all deciduous plants like roses, we move from November right through to March. But evergreen plants like hollies or viburnums, they can actually be moved at this time of year. So evergreens are moved in uh, in October and then deciduous plants from once they drop their leaves from November on. Now an intriguing one. My five Hebe shrubs are all dead. They're in different areas around the house, in the shade and also in the open. They're two years old. Any ideas why and will they come back? Well, the, the, the key thing to, is to test them, Pat. So we do that. Hebes, first of all, are can be frost ten, tender, uh, particularly if we get heavy frost, which we had last January, February and early March. And many Hebes actually died. Uh, they didn't really come into growth in the spring of this year because the frost last spring actually killed quite a number of Hebe plants. So the best way is to test them. Simply get a sharp knife and scrape the bark, just the, the outer edge of the bark. If the timber is green inside, 
light, then the plant is still healthy. Those that are in the shade, I would move them because hebes need to be in a bright, sunny location. I often recommend them for seaside gardens because they love the brightness, but they also are very tolerant of the wind. But the frost can get them in particular. So check if are they alive first and foremost. If, that, if they are, I would move those shaded plants. And again, any time from November on, it will be the time to move them. But if they're not in leaf, and they're not looking healthy, my guess is that they've actually passed on. Now, the next one is also about acers. Uh, Can I dig up and recite some acers this month? And what's the best method for achieving this? Are the acer roots growing down or out? Both. Yeah, they're both. They they tend to spread out. The acers tend to have a very fibrous root with some stronger roots that that acts as a foundation to anchor the plant. But the good news is, like the pruning, acers respond very well to being moved, to being dug up. We do that again in the dormant season. The middle of November is the time to move them. So again, wait for the acers to drop their leaves. And then if you get a nice fine day in November, simply go right around the edge of the root ball, take as much of the root the existing root and the soil with it and remember to plant it at the same level. It may need a little bit of staking until it until such time as it establishes its own roots. So maybe put a t- couple of timber stakes as well just to secure it into place. But November is the time to move them and they move absolutely brilliantly. Would you be good enough to ask your expert what I can do about black spot in climbing roses? I have a few. They're two years old. They were destroyed this year. I tried spraying them, but it made no difference. Should I cut them back then completely? And when should I do that? That's from Sheila. Okay, Sheila. Well, the the main thing with climbing roses, first of all, it is the time to start pruning them back. We prune them back, not like a a common uh, rose bush. You don't prune them severely. We simply just cut back the side stems by two thirds. So, for example, if the side stems have produced uh, a foot of growth, we're removing about eight inches of that growth from the plant. So trimming them back trimming the tops of the branches, the long branches back again by about two feet and giving them a a treatment of winter wash. So winter wash is a treatment we put on roses once we prune them back and that can be done from November onwards. The other thing, once they come into growth next spring, make sure you feed them with a high potassium feed because potassium helps to prevent diseases in roses, but also start the spraying early. So use your rose clear very early in the season. So as soon as the leaves emerge in March, start that programme. It has been a year, Pat, for diseases because it has been just so wet this year and those fungal diseases are spread by moisture. We have raised beds for the past eight years where we mostly plant carrots. Last year and this year, the crop has been dwindling significantly. One area has become covered in tiny orange flowers with a purple leaf. Can you suggest what we might do to prepare the soil quality before we plant in March? And here's a good example, Pat, of overcropping with the same plant. If you're growing potatoes or carrots in the same piece of soil year after year, of course, your crop is going to diminish because the same nutrients are being absorbed by those roots every year. So it's important as much as possible to crop rotate. So where you grew carrots this year, grow something like cabbage or cauliflower or maybe potatoes next year, having manure the ground. Now, the listener, we're not going to be sowing carrots until May of next year. So the listener could actually cover that area with some green manure seed. So you buy that in your local garden centre, you simply shake it over the area, the seeds germinate, they'll suppress the weeds that are there 
and add nutrition back into the soil again. So you simply sow the seeds of green manure, they germinate, they grow over the winter period and you dig them back into the soil in early spring. But my advice really is to plant something different into that area, maybe some peas or beans, because again, they'll add nutrition back into the soil and grow your carrots somewhere else for this coming season. I have a crabapple, John Downey, in a terracotta Lovely. pot. It has now white fungal deposits on its nodes. Is it a good time okay. to repot it and how to, to treat the white deposits? Absolutely. Well, John Downey is a, is a relatively large tree patch, a beautiful. The malice are absolutely fantastic at the moment. They're in the apple crab, apple family. They're producing beautiful fruit at the moment. But really, you need a very large pot because it's a tree that can grow up to 15 or 16 feet, normally out in the open space. If you've got space in the garden, I would be inclined to plant it there because it is under stress in the pot. But if you can only grow it in a pot, then yes, this is a good time to transplant it. So take it out of its old terracotta pot, cut off the root, cut some of the roots back with a sharp blade and take off any excess compost and then repot into a larger pot. Mm. The white fungus on it can be controlled by a treatment called fungus clear. And that's coming on the malice simply because it's under stress in the pot. It's, you know, it's, it's ran out of space effectively. What plants are good to provide nectar for pollinators over the winter? Ah, well, the bees are, at the moment are visiting the ivy. Ivy is in full flower at the moment, Pat. And we often get lots of questions in how to kill ivy. But remember that ivy is absolutely beneficial for all insects, particularly bees at this time of year. But there's lots of really good winter flowering plants like Viburnum tinus, uh, Viburnum bonitensis, which is a beautiful plant, Mahonias, which are just coming into flower at the moment, the lovely Hellebores, You've got plants like uh, crocuses, if you plant from bulbs now, will flower in January and February for you. So some of the bulbs and some of the winter flowering shrubs would be fantastic for bees. Winter flowering heathers would be excellent as well. And even some of the plants I mentioned in the window boxes and containers, like the cyclamen and pansies, bees over the winter period and mild periods will come out and visit those flowers as well. All right, that's all we have time for, Pori. Thank you very much for all your advice, Pori Corkin. Well, now, a reminder that our items are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the Newstalk app powered by Gola. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on Newstalk.